Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. Before I get started, I would like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of a dairy block. Um, kind of after, you know, it's after Christmas, and, you know, it's we're coming to the end of the year. But right now, Blanchard has a special going on. With 20 percent off their inventory of uh, great wines, uh, if you go if you go to bfwdenver.com, um, you can find out more about it there. But you know, just in general, even if there wasn't a discount, just go in and uh, go to bfwdenver.com and get yourself some nice wine. Um, wine production does not stop uh, because there's a pandemic going on. You know, and and quite frankly. Uh, this is a, a great time to support a local small business that really is trying to do good for the community. Um, they are open to limited, and I do mean limited, uh, outdoor dining. And right now, you know, it just snowed, so I don't anticipate a lot of people are going to be going out to outdoor dining. So just get yourself on over to uh, com and look at their Cabernets, their Pinots, their Rieslings with partnerships from Western Slope Wineries. Um, they're blends from Western Slope wineries. They've got Colorado wineries from the Elk Mountain Range. It's just basically anything you need to satisfy yourself. And it's all a local business that goes directly here to Denver. Um, quite frankly, it's one of the best in Colorado. Even if you don't live here in Denver, they do ship out of state. Uh, go to bfwdenver.com and find your best kind of thing. I also do uh, uh, virtual wine tastings, which are extremely popular. Um, they, you know, I would, I would personally, personally, I would take that up because they ship you some product to taste while you're doing the thing. It is fantastic. And these are, like I've explained on every podcast of the pandemic, these are extremely pos- uh, um, popular. Get yourself on over and take advantage of that right now. You may, you know, be a well, little far out before you're able to participate, but book yourself a, a, a virtual wine tasting now and you'll be able to do it. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, they are on bfwdenver.com and Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you talk to them or go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSU Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um... Nikola Jokic had himself a game last night. 19 points, 12 rebounds, 18 assists. Probably could have had at least 25, 26 assists and more rebounds if he had wanted them. Uh, And he could have had more points. The man did not take one shot in the second half. I mean, no, I think he did take one shot. Um, uh, He didn't need to. He was controlling the game on such a level, in a Magic Johnson-esque level. Uh, it It was a sight to behold. It really was a sight to behold. Um, what we have seen from Nikola Jokic in the first three games is uh, MVP-level performance, honestly. And, it, and, it's, and it's interesting to kind of behold um, his level of mastery of the game. And when you think about it, and I think people really need to kind of, when they look at Jokic, you need to take a look at, at, at what he chooses to do. A lot of guys can do something with a lot of effort. Nikola Jokic can do many things with a little effort and and make it look easy. Um, if, if Jokic wanted to score 40 points, he could. 
If Jokic wanted to dish out 20 assists, he can. If Jokic wants to get 15 rebounds, he can. I mean, that's really what you're looking for in a center, um, aside from maybe getting more shot blocking. But quite frankly, his his defense is improving there too. Um, Jokic is post-married Jokic, which, you know, I don't know if if that has anything to do with his recent uh, um, surge. But quite frankly, his uh, his uh, production this year to start the year has just been incredible. His dedication and commitment to it has been fine, uh, and he is not the reason the Nuggets are one and two right now. Uh, he has done his part, uh, and honestly, it's been this this the lack of synergy on this team that has really hurt. Um, there has not been. Uh, the kind of playing on a string aspect that you really want from a Nikola Jokic team. Uh, some of that is them having to incorporate Michael Porter Jr. into the lineup. Some of it is uh, the fact that there was a short offseason and things are weird. Um, there's a lot of different things. The Nuggets have the talent. Um, you know, granted, the Houston Rockets last night, uh, who the Nuggets played, were shorthanded. Uh, they were missing John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. Um and Eric Gordon, it was, you know, the Nuggets could have won by 40, uh, and the second unit just kind of dicked around. Um, but honestly, that's really, really what it could have been last night. It could have been a ass kicking in the magnitude of what Dallas did to the Clippers. Um, it just wasn't there. The Nuggets didn't do it. The Nuggets are going to have, have long, Long-term goals and short-term issues. Short-term issues are uh, probably going hand-in-hand in hand with the long-term goals. And it's going to be a... It's going to take Nikola Jokic playing at this MVP level for it to be able to be all stitched together. The long-term um, goal is to incorporate Michael Porter Jr. and have him be the th- third star. The short-term issue is putting up with his mistakes. And understanding that you need to be able to both develop him and and uh, uh, make sure he's put in the best position, while at the same time minimizing the damage it does. Um, if this was, say, the Nuggets circa 2015-16, this wouldn't be an issue. They would just give him time. Obviously, this is a winning team. And you don't like to take a step back and develop someone when you are a team that was just in the Western Conference Finals. It's just, and and that, that this doesn't happen a lot. Um, imagine, look at it this way: imagine if the two thousand three two thousand four Detroit Pistons had drafted Carmelo Anthony, and they had to incorporate Melo into what was already a very good team. Because the two, 2003 uh, Pistons were in the Western Conference Finals. This would be very analogous to that. What they did was they drafted Darko Milicic, who never got off the bench. And they traded midseason in 2003 for uh, Rasheed Wallace. So that was kind of how they solved that. And then they won the title and went to the finals the year after that. It is a it, that is one hundred percent kind of analogous to where the Nuggets are right now. Because imagine if the Detroit Pistons had incorporated Carmelo Anthony if they had drafted him into what they were trying to do with Larry Brown, who was at that time a defensive coach. He wasn't like that when he was with the Nuggets, but um, 
you know, Larry Brown, um, coaching the Detroit Pistons, a, a, a defensive coach, needing to incorporate a Carmelo Anthony who, um, quite frankly, uh, is not known for his defense. This is very similar. Um, but what is understood by all, and kind of Michael Malone, I don't, I don't know how much he fully understands it, um, considering the way this happened last year, but there needs to be a uh, <clears throat> an acknowledgement that there's going to be some pain here. And understanding that that pain is necessary. You know, uh, Porter got cooked a lot last night. But this isn't about necessarily him. This is about Nikola Jokic. And this is how the Nuggets can thread this needle that they need to thread. And it is it is almost entirely, entirely about Nikola Jokic maintaining this yeah, an insane level of production. It's going to be difficult. This is MVP type, type stuff. I mean, you don't uh, put up the averages that he's putting up right now in the first three games and not be an MVP level guy. Um, knock on wood, everything stays healthy and things remain the same. It's a 72-win, 72-game season, condensed schedule. Um, quite frankly, it's going to be difficult. But this Nuggets team will have to do this based on that. One of the reasons Nikola Jokic is going to have to play that way is the synergy between Porter and Jamal Murray is not there. Um, let me put this, give, it, give it an example. It seems like Jokic, when he's just out there with Porter, and no better example of this is that I think Michael Malone knows this, is when he had his rage timeout in the fourth quarter and the Nuggets were up 20-something. Um, he put in Porter and Jokic. Within two minutes, the lead was back up to like 27, right? Um, but he put those two out together. There seems to be a, a disconnect between where they are at with Jamal Murray and where they're at with Michael Porter. And it's because those guys are primarily scorers. And as people have put it re- repeatedly and right, rightfully, there's, there's not a lot of oxygen. Um, so if there's not a lot of oxygen for you to score, you've got to find ways to contribute. And that goes to both Jamal and uh, uh, Porter. Uh, Porter's got to be a better rebounder, uh, has to be a better rebounder. Um, and he has to be more solid defensively. And, and, and quite frankly, uh, Jamal needs to not be a sieve on the defensive end. Um, which has been the problem of the first two games. And if, that can, if they can just shore up those two things, it'll be a lot easier for Nikola Jokic to lift this team up. Once everyone gets into a rhythm and they're able to develop a chemistry between themselves, it'll be a lot easier, and Nikola Jokic won't have to do as much. But right now, he's going to have to do a lot because this team is having to ride out the problems of trying to incorporate uh, a guy who was essentially in his second year. It's his third, but essentially his second year, whom the GM said we're counting a lot on this year to take that leap. 
So it's up to the team to understand this and understand the growing pains. And they're going to have to try to microwave this. And a lot of that has to do with how well Jokic plays. Jokic has been largely able to... Uh, you can see his frustration because, because Porter gets lost. Um, his, he doesn't do anything out of selfishness, it doesn't look like. He just he, he gets lost. Um, and sometimes Jamal gets into obsessing about mid-range fadeaways. Both of those things can be frustrating. But what you saw last night was Jokic just deciding that he was going to dominate. And once that happened, it, it was the end of the game. Forget the second unit issues of the Rockets. This was Nikola Jokic saying, all right, I'm just going to dominate the game. Period. And that was fairly incredible because you just said, all right, it, it was just, it was like a switch that went on. And as much as James Harden was trying, and look, the, the, the game before, almost single-handedly, uh, Wood and, and Harden dragged that Rockets team, that undermanned Rockets team to overtime with the uh, Portland Trailblazers. They couldn't do that with the Nuggets, and the Nuggets should have won by 30 points. Okay, they missed a ton of three throws, um, which is a problem. And it was almost entirely due to Jokic. The captain of this ship is Nikola Jokic. And that's something that Malone needs to kind of get used to. Give it to Nikola. Let him do whatever he needs to do to make this team win. He's a coach on the floor. You saw him directing traffic. Let him do it. Play him as much as he requires. Let control go to Nikola Jokic. Because he is the one who's going to help you guide you through the growing pains of incorporating Michael Porter Jr. And having to uh, understand that maybe the chemistry between he and Jamal Murray is not great. And be have Jokic be that MVP-style guy. Because the Nuggets really do need this. They're not in a position to get a free agent, folks. And a bunch of the free agents who already signed all... I mean, the dynamite uh, free agency that we are expecting in 2021 is not going to happen now with Giannis signing and uh, other things happening. Paul George uh, re-signing with the Clippers and stuff like that. And Rudy Gobert re-signing with the Jazz. So... The best thing for the Nuggets to do is rely on the superstar ability of Nikola Jokic. Let him guide you through the growing pains. Malone needs to give rest, just kind of learn that he can't control this, and he needs to give over control to Nikola Jokic. Once this happens, things will get easier. And it's still going to be bumpy. They're still going to lose some games. Look, they lost that... Sacramento game because Jamal Murray couldn't hit a shot. They lost the Clippers game because everything failed. You know, it's just everything failed at once, and the Clippers were highly motivated to beat the Nuggets. And then the Clippers immediately got waxed by the Mavericks. Right? It's a weird year, folks. Um, I saw this with the lockout year in 2012. It was... It was weird. You just expect, expect weird things to happen. Plus, you got a pandemic going on, little to no crowds there, um, dealing with 
teams without breaks like like happened with the Rockets. It's just going to take what it takes this year, which is why you need to have a superstar such as Nikola Jokic on your team. Look at it this way, folks. Not many teams, and I can only think of a handful, have a guy who can impact the game so thoroughly as Nikola Jokic. Okay? LeBron James? Um, I don't know if even Giannis can do this because Giannis has a fatal flaw with shooting, right? But he does has the, all, the, all the other stuff there. But um, honestly, Jokic impacts the game in such a... He controls the flow in a way that Giannis can't. Um, there's just a lot of this going on. The Nuggets have a guy. They have a guy. A legitimate superstar, whether people want to acknowledge it or not. Whether he's the old, as the Canadian reporter said uh, about three years ago, bag of milk, right? Quite frankly, that's an old, tired meme because he is in shape. He is dominating. When you have a guy who does that and controls the game like he controls it, there's just levels to this that the Nuggets can achieve if they're patient. If we don't have coach anxiety after every game, if we don't have players bickering with each other, and we haven't, right? And a lot of that's due to the personality impulse of Nikola Jokic. Uh, what you saw against the Rockets, granted the Rockets were undermanned, was a player who just decided that he was done with losing. Very few players in the league have that ability. And Nikola Jokic displayed that in spades. And it was a sight to behold. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Morkcast part of the CSG Network. I'll be back soon with another episode on whatever I decide to talk about. So I'll talk to you later. Bye.